You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked Odd Bulls, part of the Locked Odd Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave Watson at Bow B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. And of course, that text and voicemail line always there for you, our fellow Bulls fans at 331-979-1369. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. Uh, lots of great mailbag content on deck for you guys today. Uh, some great voicemails to get to, some trade hypotheticals, some Bulls fans worried about Zach Levine getting poached. But first and foremost, and most importantly, my dear friend Big Dave, how are you, buddy? Man, I am beautiful. I am wonderful. I'm thankful to be here again, once again, with my man, Matt Peck. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right, buddy. I'm doing all mm-hmm. right. Counting down the days and the hours until I get to escape to the great <laughs> wild northern woods of Michigan, baby. Fourth of July yes. weekend. The whole family's going to be there. The the, the, the the tiny humans, my nieces are going to be there. I'm so mm. excited. Is, um, there, is, you know, is there a whole thing that you guys do for the fourth? So, I mean, we have like a strict regiment, but it's mm-hmm. it, it's pretty like stereotypical upper middle white class folk of, uh, yeah, we play bags in the backyard drinking like local beer. Uh, mm-hmm. it will, we'll, we'll take the boat out for a spin with, nice. uh, you know, a cooler full of beers and some snacks, Sounds hang good. out on the sandbar, you know, just uh, all, the, all those classic 4th of July things. What we don't do is fireworks because uh, I, I love I love fireworks, but my uh-huh. mother hates them hates them <laughs> and she is terrified of a rogue firework burning her house down so like mm. fireworks are strictly prohibited on my parents property mm, you know what that's fair and i like how you said it like i love them you know we, i can't wait to do it they're exciting but the main person in charge says no so we don't like fireworks <laughs> oh. we don't do it up here mama mama peck is definitely the one calling the shots and uh Facts. like when my friends and I in high school had gotten our driver's licenses, we would, in the summertime, make runs just across the Indiana border to, you know, Crazy Kaplan's or, or Shelton Fireworks, one of those giant fireworks stores where it's like, hey, buy one, get seven free, and just come back with just just hordes of fireworks and just shoot them off all over town. Drove my parents crazy. <laughs> Um, they, they definitely they definitely found a few stashes that they threw out at, at various points of my childhood you had stashes of fireworks oh yeah i'd like hide them in the crawl space hide them in my room in my closet and they they would go looking for them and they would find them man they would oh, always man. find them <laughs> when's the last time you like set off some fireworks though uh so i i went to this r- adorable like uh cottage in central illinois with some of my friends for the fourth of july last year um and we not i i i did not supply any i just showed up and some of our friends who joined us were like hey 
look at this trunk full of fireworks. Um, <laughs> and so it was like a cottage that had this tiny little pond in the backyard. And there was this big, like two story wooden dock that you could jump off of into the pond. And wow. so one of my buddies just set up this huge firework display on that dock in the middle of the pond. And I was like, okay, well, at least it's in, you know, the middle of its body of water. So I don't think we're going to light anything <laughs> on fire accidentally, but some of the fireworks were, uh, shall we say lower grade. And he almost blew his hand off and one, he had to make a daring escape diving into the pond. What? Oh, who's yeah. the football player that that happened to? I'm looking at, I Funny you should say that. He used to play football for Ohio State. My good buddy Trent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. And, and also, Matt, I like how you kind of absolved yourself from that saying, you know, I didn't bring any fireworks, Mom. I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. It wasn't me. I just showed up and they were there. That's all I know. Abs absolutely not. I, I, I took no responsibility for that, but was glad oh, when, in fact, because I, I was inside, like getting a, getting a fresh beverage in the kitchen and right. just saw it from through the windows. And it looked like it was something that was going to go south really quickly. I was like, oh, my God, we're going to we're need to call. We're going to need to call the JPP hotline to figure out how to reattach <laughs> some digits right about now. Just throwing up a peace sign for the rest of your life. Right, exactly. <laughs> Do they make specialized gloves for people who aren't professional football players? You know what? I don't know, and I hope you don't find out, Matt. <laughs> I don't I, want you to I find out. I certainly also hope we don't doubt. Uh, all right. Well, and enough of the chit-chat. Wait, wait, hold on. Before we move on, what are you yeah. doing for the 4th, my good sir? Oh, man, I'm doing what I'd love to do every single 4th of July, which is absolutely nothing. Um, I'm not going to do a thing. I'm just going to continue sitting around to hang the house out. In the drawers. Sitting around the house in the drawer. I, I did go to the market to, to my uh, place where I get my grapes. Uh, they had some fresh ones on deck. They had some fresh grapes. They had some fresh cherries. So I picked up a bunch of that. Uh, we had a nice conversation. You know, she was very happy to see me as usual and got my stuff and piled in the back. And that's what I'm going to be doing. I got some new uh, furniture for the backyard. So we're going to sit out there. Uh, everybody in the neighborhood kind of shoots off fireworks a lot. So I guess I'm just going to sit out there and watch the show from sun up to sundown because it's going to go deep into the night and probably the whole weekend. Well, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Just, it's it's and, awesome. And you, well, you don't have yeah. to do any of the work. You just get to look around at everybody else that has gotten fireworks shooting them off in your neighborhood. Yeah, it's it's awesome when it's going on like day into night. It's not awesome after about midnight. <laughs> it's, that's when it's like, all right, man. Why is it three o'clock in the morning? We're still doing this. Can we go to sleep now? You know, so that's the <laughs> only thing that's not awesome about it. <laughs> yeah. And I always feel bad for people that have the dogs that are like total chickens when it comes to fireworks. Yeah. You know, the people who, it, who whose dogs are like, oh, uh, I hear fireworks going off. So now I am just like a giant ball of anxiety and I hate my life. <laughs> and, and then those dog dog owners have to be like, God, fucking fireworks. Why do people have to be shooting off fireworks? And you're like, because they're fun. Because they're fun. Yeah, they are fun. I, I must say they are fun. I'm sorry that your dog with its small brain thinks that we're being bombed right now. We're not being bombed right now. <laughs> just I just want I just want the time to just know when to stop. That's all I'm saying. Like, let's get a time where everybody just says, you know what? Okay, we there's people in the neighborhood who, who might need to sleep or who just don't want to hear fireworks at three o'clock in the morning. That might be cool. So yeah, just do right. that and I'll be completely fine with it. I promise. Good, good, good to know. All right. <laughs> um, before we get to uh, some voicemails real quick, Big Dave, thoughts on 
the Bucks Hawks game four last night. Obviously, people figured that's that's got to be a Bucks W with no Trey Young. Trey Young sitting out, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a late scratch, and then even before Giannis went down, the Hawks seemed to be in the driver's seat. Like I think they were up by ten when yeah, he went were. down with that bad hyperextended knee. Um, he does not return. The Hawks turn it into a blowout. Um, what, what what were your thoughts watching that game? Well, first of all, Matt, I'd like to point out that even though people thought the Bucks would win, if you remember, I said Atlanta was going to win that game. So, right. yes. So, high five to myself. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, when Giannis went down, you just knew the game was over. But you truly knew it was over when Clint Compella hit the Larry Bird shot from behind the backboard. You knew the game yes. was done. <laughs> it was like the game's over. Like, why are we still watching? There's no way you're winning after that. That's impossible. It's Clint Capella, for goodness sakes. So it was it was fun to watch because Atlanta just played really good team basketball. And those guys were on fire from the three-point line, led by Lou Williams. They were on fire, man. And it was good to see Cam Reddish come in and contribute, you know, on both ends of the floor. But you know, Matt, you know the one thing that brought joy to my heart and is one of the reasons I am here today. Is because I want to hear my man Matt Peck go in on the main man, number 32, <laughs> for the Atlanta Hawks, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only Christopher Dunn made an appearance. Dude. And oh man, I couldn't I couldn't wait to hear you talk about this today. I honestly I couldn't. I mean, it it feel like it had been a lifetime since we got to play Did You See What Chris Dunn Don't Tonight? <laughs> he he hadn't been in. Dude hadn't gotten any run because he's useless. <laughs> but we all we all thought like I remember before that game tipped off, we were like, "Ooh, no Trey Young." Sabine was like, "Chris Dunn tonight." Uh, <laughs> he did. He did. In fact, get into this game, and yeah. within seconds, we saw him <laughs> get stuffed and turn the ball over yeah. on a like one on three fast break where it yeah. was just like, "Chris Dunn, what are you doing?" <laughs> so. It wasn't entirely binary, Big Dave, because there were a couple of twos in there. But his stat line was still just Chris (laughs) Dunn-erific. 11 minutes, zero points on 0 of 2 from the field and 0 of 1 from downtown. One rebound, two assists, one steal, one block, two turnovers, and a foul. Oh, my. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, in my head, he had five turnovers. They just didn't call him. (laughs) Because I, I watched that dude. It was ridiculous. Honestly, it really was. I laughed a lot. I did. I laughed a whole lot watching that. Because, man, dude, it was like this dude just had to start. Like, he was here. Like, yeah. he had to be the start. He had to be in the game. He had to be the the small forward. You know, we were in the game. He had to play. And he is completely unplayable. Like, he shouldn't even be out there, man. It was I, I don't know. Maybe it was because it was his first game in a long time. But he just – but that's the Chris Dunn I know is all I'm saying. That's the one that we know and we have seen and we were tired of seeing. And we couldn't believe Bulls fans were riding for this dude. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was, it was, it was poetry, Matt. It was poetry. Can't believe he didn't make the all-defensive squad. Come on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Did, I mean, I, like, didn't play until the last week of the regular season. Like, just- It was terrible. <laughs> unsurprisingly and that was terrible but speaking of that game and you brought it up earlier big dave the Michelob ultra ultra moment of this week 
has to go to Clint Capella for making that ridiculous <laughs> shot. There, I mean, my goodness. I think even Jamal Murray tweeted about it. Like, okay, if Capella's making that shot, like, game over. Uh, game over. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, y- you had to just enjoy that moment. Like you said, mm-hmm. it, it was reminiscent of Larry Bird. Uh, I mean, the, the level of difficulty in that shot is absolutely ridiculous. Certainly, yeah. the Atlanta Hawks fans in the stadium were loving it. Uh, and, of course, they were. Speaking of loving it. That is our ultra moment of the week. Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. Clint Capella enjoyed that moment from the game last night. So for Game 6 Western Conference Finals on deck tonight, get yourself some friends, get yourself some Michelob Ultras, and enjoy the next Michelob Ultra moment and get in on the fun on social media by tweeting it out when you see one or just want to see what other people are following in the world of not only the NBA, but the big wide world sports using hashtag ultra moment all over Twitter and Instagram. All right, John, John, big Dave. (laughs) I I was just picturing, I was just picturing John yelling about Chris Dunn while I was reading that ad. (laughs) John, I like what he said. He said, Chris Dunn is going to score 50, and I'm going to burst into flames. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was oh such a God. treat. It was such a treat. Um, <laughs> all right. With that, let us finally get to some voicemail content. 331-979-1369. Give us a ring. Leave us your thoughts on the Bulls, the NBA, whatever's on your mind. The first call today comes to us from my old area code, my hometown area code, the six. Three zero. Hey guys, big fan of the show. Um, I'm kind of thinking about some more creative ways to improve the roster. It seemed like Daniel Tice isn't super interested in coming back, and you know, I think it'll be great to have him back. He might, he might just want to go somewhere else. Um, so there's Two teams that I think could be interesting if we try to do like a shine and trade, double shine and trade with Daniel Tice. The first one is the match. I feel like they need some defense. They probably need another big guy to help if they want to Giannis again in the playoffs next year. So that's pretty simple. Tice for Dinwiddie. You know, kind of help both of us, both of us with our needs. And the other one, they kind of share more with Charlotte. Um, they've been rumored to be interested in Tice actually too. Um, they need a starting channel. He can go be their starting channel. They don't really need Graham anymore with Lamello and Rodeo there. So we'll take Graham back. Um, I think that's actually, if we did one of those two things, turning Tice into something like Dinwiddie or Graham could be huge. I do actually think Tice would be a good fit next to Zion in New Orleans, but I don't think the money would work. Uh, so let me know what you guys think. Uh, don't keep listening to the pod during the offseason. Go boards. See you guys. All right. Thanks for checking in. Um, interesting question, Big Dave. I know a lot of people have been talking about a Lowry Markkinen sign and trade, but this caller bringing up the possibility of maybe using Daniel Tice um, in that arena. And heck, I, I mean, just spitball. And there might be uh, a higher demand out there for Daniel Tice this summer than there is for Lowry Market. And maybe some mm. teams see the potential in Lowry and think, you know, like Coldplay, I can fix you. Um, but <laughs> Daniel Tice, you know what he is right now. Um, and you know what he can do. So 
let's let's just start here. Which one of these intrigues you more uh, that our caller suggested? A sign and trade because Brooklyn could use Tice in their front court uh, and trying mm-hmm. to get Dinwiddie that way, or maybe trying to get Devontae Graham from Charlotte if they're maybe not really interested in paying him a significant contract to stick around uh, and, and knowing that Charlotte could also use a little bit bol- uh, a bolstering of their front court. Which, which uh, of those two hypotheticals intrigues you more? First of all, that that is a great idea, <laughs> what, the, what the caller suggested. I wasn't even thinking of that. I thought that was a really great idea. Um, and also, man, you're right. Like, I think the demand might be a little higher for Tice um, than it might be for Lowry. Although Lowry's demand will be high, but, yeah, it, it's going to be a nice demand for Tice because he played well, absolutely really well for the Bulls to the point that we honestly want to keep him. But if you do this, I would go with Devontae Graham. Uh, I've been big on Devontae Graham for about two years now, ever since I first saw him play against the Bulls when I, you know, we're watching the games with uh, you and John. I was like, yo, this dude can play. Like, he's really, really good. He was a scorer. He was a facilitator. He knew how to shoot the three. He could create his own shot. I like this game. I mean, the only reason he's not going to get played, like the caller suggested, is because Lamelo's there. Like, he's not going to get in because Melo's there. And then you got uh, the good, as I call it, the bizarro Chris Dunn. <laughs> you know, over there as their backup <laughs> point guard. And so, yeah, I, I think, you know, the fact they have Rozier and the fact they have LaMelo, they're not going to keep Graham around. I think it's a good move to get him because he will shore up a lot here for the Bulls. Because if it's anything, and I'm sure we're going to scream about it more on this show, is the fact that the Bulls need that point guard. And I like Spencer Dinwiddie a lot, obviously. I want to spend Spencer Dinwiddie to stay when he was here. But we knew that wasn't going to be the case because they signed Matt's favorite player, Denzel Valentine. So we knew they weren't going to keep uh, Denzel. I mean, I knew we were going to keep uh, Dinwiddie. But, you know, coming off that knee injury, I think kind of hurts that. Um, not to say that he won't be able to be a good player. I'm sure he definitely will be. But it's just I'm much higher on Graham than I am Dinwiddie at this point. I, I I hear you. And I also love Devontae Graham. And I, I don't know why... Sometimes I ask myself why I am obsessed with the idea of bringing Spencer Dinwiddie back, but mm. I am. I, mm. I mean, I obviously it, it the, the injury is is a concern and a bit mm. of a red flag because you always wonder when you're getting a guy coming off an injury, what can they be? And it's the same feeling that Bulls fans were going through when we got Zach Levine in the Jimmy trade. Dude mm. coming off an ACL and you're like, oh God, what are we going to get? I just really liked the Spencer Dinwiddie that we saw before his injury. I mean, he was a dude putting up 20 points per game and also dishing out between five and 10 assists tonight. Um, He's not like a prototypical pass first point guard, but he does have some playmaking ability. And I also like the way that he can get to the freaking rim, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, This Bulls team just that is devoid of people who can get to the free throw line. The Bulls were one of the worst teams in the league when it came to free throw attempts per game this past season. Donovan addressed that. AK addressed that in their end of season comments. Um, Prime Dinwiddie and pre-injury Dinwiddie was a dude who got to the free throw line. Um, So there are a lot of reasons I like Dinwiddie, but I also... And and with you in that, I also think Devontae Graham is is a killer player. Um, mm. Maybe it comes down to which of those teams would find Daniel Tice a more useful piece, a more necessary piece. Mm. Um, and, and then also, I mean, like the the money that Spencer Dinwiddie turned down um, at the back end of his Brooklyn contract player option, 
and, and what Devontae Graham might be looking to get on his new contract. Like, which one of those players do you see commanding a higher salary coming into this season? You would think that it's Dinwiddie, Mm -hmm. if not for the fact that he's coming off an injury. And maybe Mm -hmm. because of that, those salaries are going to be more comparable. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. He's definitely the one that uh, I think will be commanding a little bit more because Devontae, and it's funny because he didn't do anything wrong except just be in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's it. That's all he's done wrong. And because when you get LaMelo, I mean, what do you want me to do? And we've already paid uh, Terry Rozier this money and he can score. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, somebody's right. got to take the fall here. And, and unfortunately, it's you. And and I'm sure the fact that he's uh, 6'1 didn't help his case either. So, you know, Spencer, obviously, you know, a little taller. But it's just the fact that, you know, coming off of the bench and, you know, being relegated to the third point guard while Spencer you look at the nets and you're like, yeah, I see exactly where you would have fit in. I see exactly where you would have played. I know exactly what you would be, would have been to that team. And like you said, Matt, before his injury, Spencer Dinwiddie was killing him. He was up the man. He was awesome at that point in time. So yeah, I think a lot of people will remember what Spencer was more so than they will Devante. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm with you there. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you said uh, as far as Devontae Graham, hey, it's not your fault, wrong place, wrong time. Kind of funny that it's similar with Dinwiddie. Because, like, Dinwiddie was, like, leading that scrappy Nets team yeah. uh, that nobody really expected to be anything or go anywhere uh, mm-hmm. and, and was, like, making a case as a borderline all-star. And then it was like, oh, okay, well, we got Kyrie now. And it was like, oh, also we got Harden now. So, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, your services are no longer required. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you knew, but you still knew that he could at least be your backup. You know, he could at least be your backup right. point guard. Whereas with Devontae, right. he couldn't be any of that. You know, he you couldn't put him at another position. Like Spencer's six five. You could cheat with him mm-hmm. and play him at the two. Or in a right. really just small lineup, you know, just you know, keep him at two, play somebody else at the three. You can you can cheat with Spencer Dingwitty. Mm-hmm. You can't cheat with Devontae. Like being six one and having all that talent, he's point guard, period. That's it. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm with you there. Uh, all right, get to that caller. Great idea. Uh, let's yeah. let's keep an eye on on some potential Daniel Tice talk uh, as we move forward into the offseason. Um, you know, because if we have to lose him, and I hate to lose him, it would yeah. be able uh, it would be great to be able to get something for him. Uh, okay, more voicemails on deck in just a minute. First, though, I want to tell y'all that today's episode is brought to you in part by RockAuto.com. Save time and money using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for some of the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Take, for example, the Honda Odyssey fuel pump. $353 in most chain stores right now, just $216 from rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They've got everything you need, brake parts, tail lamp, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. With that, Big Dave, our next voicemail. This one, oh man, I listened to it and it just... It made my heart warm, man. Made my heart okay. all warm and fuzzy. It is Ryan from the 847. 
Hey, Matt, this is Ryan calling again. Um, I was really sad to hear uh, Jordan was leaving. Uh, I really enjoyed the last two episodes you guys put out, and, um, you know, I'm really going to miss hearing him on the mics with you. Um, it's been a really tough year and a half here. Um, I'm a firefighter and paramedic outside of Chicago, and um, just listening to you guys on my way in and out of work every day has been a great um, release you know, before I go back home to the family and come into work. And, um, you know, I really appreciate what you guys did, uh, what you guys have done. I will always, I will continue to listen. I'm looking forward to see who you're going to bring in next, but, uh, definitely going to miss Jordan and thanks for all the great content. Um, keep up the awesome work. Thanks. Appreciate the call, Ryan. And, uh, hopefully you are happy so far with the answer to who Jordan's replacement is, um, you know, I, I'm not sure if you were, uh, someone who watched outsiders in addition to listening to this podcast, if you weren't familiar with big Dave, I'm sure you already like him more than you like me. Um, Stop. but you know, uh, big Dave, uh, it's just, first of all, thank you to Ryan, uh, yeah. for being a first responder in, in our great yes. city that we love so much that has gone through, uh, a pretty, a pretty, uh, wild and, and difficult year and mm-hmm. almost a year and a half now with everything that's been going on in the world. Um, uh, the, the fact that this podcast can can make somebody as important as Ryan doing the real work that needs doing out there in the city of Chicago um, mm-hmm. is 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 wonderfully humbling, um, and uh, it's it's awesome to know that that Bulls fans are passionate about this team from all different walks of life who are in all different lines of work uh, can can find comfort and and strength in b- feeling like a part of a unified front of of people who love the same team, right, Dave? Yeah, and. Like I don't want to, I don't want to sweep that part under the rug, man. Like this guy is a firefighter and a paramedic. Like he's running into burning buildings and saving people, and also saving their lives. You know, once he gets them out of there. Like, and for his stress release, he's turning to you, and he's turning to this show to to relieve some stress in the, of his daily life and things that's going on for, especially like he said, the past year and a half and how stressful and crazy it's been. But man, he is in a very stressful and, and real high stress environment. And the fact that he finds that release and finds that peace with you on that podcast, man, that, man, that is saying a lot, man. That says a lot, Matt, about you and what you and Jordan put together and what you guys did, bro. That's that's a big deal. Yeah. And also, you know, also don't want to uh, gloss past that point, which is that you know, Ryan is one of many people who is very sad to hear Jordan was leaving this podcast. Um, I'm, I, I'm still getting over it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, Big Dave's uh, wonderful smile and presence <laughs> is helping, is helping my post. You know, my post Jordan depression. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be weird. It's a weird transition. Uh, yeah. Jordan just did so many wonderful things for this podcast um, for mm-hmm. over three years, and. And I know that that Ryan is not alone. And I, I mean, we've had other people calling in, people on Twitter, people texting in, expressing how much they're going to miss Jordan um, and how much they appreciated his work. So uh, yeah. I, I echo those sentiments tenfold. Um, but yeah, um, also just th- thanks to Ryan for doing everything he does to uh, to yes. help the, the people in this great city of Chicago. Absolutely. Man, it, there's there's nothing that makes you feel useless 
like hearing somebody <laughs> tell you what they do. I'm a firefighter and I'm a pan, uh, and I'm a paramedic. Cool. I yell about the bulls into a microphone every day. <laughs> and yet you both need each other. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you both need each other. He needs you to relieve that stress and you need him to save your life because Matt might do something silly when he's yelling about the bulls and throw his TV out the window and calls a fire. Or something. Right. It might, something might happen. It might happen. It might go down that way. I'm just saying. But you both need I, I, each other, man. That's important. It's, uh, you know, if, if I am, you know, walking down the street or, you know, wherever and I, and I see a building on fire, I, I don't know if I'm the kind of person who would run into that building and, yeah. and save who I could say. I would probably be like, oh, fucking gar packs. I'm sure they're to blame. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> I'm I'm sure Gar oh left his toaster God. strudel in the uh, in the toaster <laughs> oven too long. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and I and I, I laugh because I I think there's a bit of truth in there. Like I think a thought it would cross his mind for a second, like eh. you know what I mean? Like he, he would think yeah. about not doing the right thing. I think he would think about it. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thank you again, uh, Ryan, for checking in. Ryan's one of our regulars. We appreciate you, buddy. Uh, let's move forward, Dave. Uh, so we have a couple of callers here that have a similar concern. And I know it's also a concern that was asked of us on Twitter earlier this week. And you responded to it, but we, we got to have a full conversation about it. Um, and it is about our boy, Zach Levine, heading to Tokyo to play for the Olympic team. So we've got two emails here. Uh, or I'm sorry, two voicemails. We got CJ from the 314, and we've also got a caller from the 312. So we're going to play these back-to-back for you guys. Let's start with CJ in the 314. What's going on, fellas? So I was listening to the podcast, and by the way, it's CJ from St. Louis. But anyway, I uh, have to be a pessimist, and I have to – I know we're saying and we're – Glad that Zach Levine is on the U.S. team and he gets to rub elbows and hopefully build connections. And that could very well be a positive. But what if it ends up working against us in the same way that Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade building the connection worked against us? What if these players that he gets to be in camp with, that he gets to rub elbows with, that he gets to build connections with, actually lure him away from the Bulls? What about that? I just want to hear you guys talk about it from that perspective. Uh, just, just to offer up, you know, because it seems like everything ends up going against us at some point. So I just wanted to hear from that perspective. What if it actually turns against us? A lot of these guys' uh, deals may be up, or they may be able to try to lure him away to more competitive teams. What do you guys think about that? Thank you for the show. Thank you for everything that you guys put into doing it and for being around and being the number one Bulls podcast around. I thank you guys. All right, and then we have our similar call with a similar concern from the 312. Hello, Matt. Hello, Dave. Uh, good morning. It is Wednesday. Um, just want to say, to start off real quick, uh, uh, Jordan Malley, man, thank you for all of your contributions to the podcast. You have been sensational. I'm a longtime listener, and... Uh, I'm just proud of where you have gotten to to this point, uh, knowing where you started, you know, going to IU and now 
you're big time, man. So, you know, congrats to you and Dave. Uh, congrats to you as well, brother. Um, I feel like this transition from Jordan to Dave is likening to, I don't want to say like the Green Bay comparison of like Favre to Rogers because, you know, we are Chicago-based. So I'll say if you just uh, stay take like Bill Russell, Bob Cousy, and then skip a few eras and then go straight to like Bird, McHale, and uh, like Parrish of the Celtics, like that kind of transition, I feel like I feel like that's what is going on with this transition from Jordan to Dave with uh, Mr. Matt Peck. So I'm I'm just real excited about it. I'm happy about it. Um, and uh, my last thing I want to get to real quick is uh, um, I, I think it's important to say that it's critical that the Bulls make a huge jump next year because with, with Zach Levine being in his last year of his contract, if they don't win, I mean, it's a good chance he's going to want to leave. And I know we've been saying that, hey, he's going to recruit. But, hey, a lot of guys over there, too, with him might be trying to recruit him to leave Chicago. So if the Bulls don't make a significant jump this year, uh, watch out. Uh, I have more to say, but I can't fit it all in. So, hey, you guys take care. All right. Two great calls there. Appreciate both of you for checking in. And before we get to the Zach Levine might leave concerned conversation part, Dave, uh, that that second caller who compared you replacing Jordan to the <laughs> Celtics transitioning immediately from the Russell Cousy Celtics to the Bird McHale Parish Celtics was just absolutely fantastic. <laughs> like I, I was, yeah, I'm a little speechless at that. Honestly, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, wow. Okay, I appreciate it. I do. I, that that's something to say, and I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Like to think I'm even compared to that in anything <laughs> like call me the larry bird or the mikhail of something like yeah I'm, it's funny man like you can look at jordan i'm like yeah yeah bill russell yep bob Cousy, yep sam jones yep yeah that's jordan but guess you just don't see yourself in that same kind of light when you're looking at it but yeah but that's awesome man i and i appreciate just the love and you know the kind words right there that's awesome and and who are you in this equation though Matt? like what what, what are you in this that's, are you Red? I'm, I guess I'm, you're Red Auerbach in the other one, and I'm, Casey Casey Jones in the other one. I, I'm Danny Ainge in both. Of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm an I'm an inf, I'm an infant, and then I am a seldom used bench scrub in the second iteration. Or wait, oh, no did man. I say did I say Danny Ainge? I uh, know not Danny Ainge. Rick Carlisle. I oh, am man. Rick Carlisle. <laughs> Carla, when Jordan dropped 63, that's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> don't, do, don't do that exactly. to yourself, man. Don't do that to yourself, man. And nobody wants to be Danny Ainge. Nobody wants to be Danny Ainge. Not even Danny Ainge wants to be Danny Ainge. Okay. Actually, Dave, we have, to, we have to address the horrifying creature in the room yeah. that sure. both of our callers rightly brought to our attention, which is – that you and I on an episode Monday saying, yay, Zach Levine's going with Team USA to the Olympics. Maybe he could do some recruiting, become BFS with some other star players in the league. We didn't talk about the other side of that coin, which is, oh, dear God, what if Zach gets recruited away from the Bulls? And I think I didn't think of that first because I was so excited and so proud of Zach. 
that I wanted to think about the possible positive outcomes of him being an Olympian and him going and spending this time with other upper echelon NBA players as his teammates. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think about the other thing that might happen, but we have to talk about it because it certainly could happen. What do you think about the possibility that instead of Zach recruiting guys to come to Chicago to play with him, mm-hmm. the other thing happens? I mean, that's the price of admission, man. I mean, when you're going to be on that kind of level around that kind of greatness, that's always going to be a concern. I mean, are you worried about it when he goes to the all-star game and he's around a bunch of all-stars that he can be recruited there? I don't concern myself with that. I mean, it's the price of admission. If you want to have a seat at the table, everybody's at the table. And so you're going to, that's going to be a part of it. Hey man, you know, come play for us. Hey man, come play for us. Like, that's just what it is. I don't care. He's in the room. We've never had anybody in the room. So I will take that, those odds of Zach being in the actual room. Now, as far as him being recruited, of course he can. Of course he could be. Of course teams are going to be talking to him, trying to get him on their team because he fits with so many teams. So many teams could use Zach Levine. Wow, so many teams use a great player? Shocking. Yes, a lot of teams want Zach Levine on their on their squad. But we've seen the benefits of Zach Levine being at the table already because we already came in and we got Vooch on our squad. Because the year Vooch is an all-star with Zach, now we get him on our team. I'm not saying that had anything to do with it. I'm just saying it's a nice coincidence. Now, the comparison he used with Jimmy Butler and D-Wade, I think, is a little different. Because um, Jimmy Butler was kind of going down that road of divahood <laughs> already before, you know, he hit that Olympics. But it didn't help, and it definitely magnified it for sure. And I'm sure it did. But keep in mind that that, that went as Wade coming here. And then all of that stuff went into it. But he got Wade here, which was the point. And I'm sure it made Matt over the moon and happy when it happened. But the point is, he got Wade to come here to the Chicago Bulls. He recruited him to come play for him. Now, all the other stuff that happened after that, I hear you and I feel you on that. I think Zach's a little bit different, though. He strikes me as a different dude. Remember, this is the dude who signed that nice contract, that 20 mil a year, you know, and this is the dude who wants to honor his contract. You haven't heard him complaining about anything about money or worrying about anything about like that. He's not been described as a diva. He's not been described as a locker room problem. He's not been described as any of that kind of guy, just a dude who's a hard worker. The new TikTok video that just came out of him, playing with the Olympic ball, just shooting ball in the gym, just being excited to be on the team. Zach, I just think, is a little different kind of guy. Of course, there's that concern, and nothing's 100%, but it works both ways, man. But that's the price of admission, guys, and I'd rather pay that price than not be able to see the show. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I think that the the reason that I have also not thought about that um, awful potential outcome of Zach getting lured away uh, and you did make some good points there as, as far as the the comparison with, with Jimmy and Wade and how it's different is that if Zach is actively talking to guys, can, trying to convince them to come here, I feel better about that now than if Zach were our all-star and this were all transpiring a year or two ago when the former executives in the former front office were still here. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, I think back to... I don't know if you remember Big Dave, but there was that report for a while that, that like Jimmy said that he would love to play with Kyrie, like he was bow- pals with Kyrie, and like that would be an amazing backcourt. And um, 
and that there were some, you know, some rumors here and there about like, hey, are the Bulls going to try and make a play for Kyrie? And then the kibosh was put on that because Jimmy said things are so dysfunctional here. Never mind, mm. don't come. Do you remember mm. that? I do. And like, <laughs> whether or not that was a 100% accurate report, I I heard that and thought, God. And I think of that just now when talking about can Zach recruit successfully to Chicago? Because we know mm. big market team, amazing franchise with all this history. You're like, wouldn't you love to be the player or one of the players to bring this franchise back to the NBA mountaintop? That's a pretty good sell. Living in Chicago, if you can stomach the winters, if you're not a pussy, is Damn. also an amazing oh, sell because it's a fantastic city. <laughs> oh, I mean, some of these, oh, I don't want to play in the cold. It's one, it's one, it's the best city. It's the best city in the world, dude. We all know that. Um, but because we have a new front office, because we have Billy Donovan, a coach who is very well respected and very well liked by pretty much all of the players, collegiate or NBA, that have played for him, save like one or two random straight tweets from Kevin Durant. And some people, like some Bulls fans say like, oh, well, not everybody likes him. Kevin Durant didn't like it because of a couple of tweets. What? Kevin Durant only likes his mom and himself. So like, I'm not concerning myself with that when it comes to Billy Donovan and the fact that players in this league do want to play for him and do enjoy playing for him. So I think the reason I'm not as worried about that and I'm thinking more optimistically than pessimistically with will Zach recruit or will Zach get recruited is because I have more faith in the new people running the show here with the Chicago Bulls organization. Mm. If this were a few years ago, yes, I would absolutely have that fear. Mm. Damn, that was a great point. And, I, and you're right. Like the, the idea of the dysfunction that was occurring for years here is not the case anymore. Like everything's clear cut and concise and you know where these guys stand. And also the guys, not just Billy Donovan, but AK and Mark Eversley are also well-respected and liked throughout the league, especially Mark Eversley. Like these guys are both are really liked throughout the NBA by players. They, they like them. So yeah, all that changes everything. So Zach isn't really going in there alone. You know, he's not really going in there just off nostalgia of six championships and the last dance. He's going in there saying, look what we got. Look what you're coming to. Look at look at what's happening with us. Like, we're going to be a team that's on, on the rise. And wouldn't you like to be down with that? I think you would. So come on, Damian Lillard. <laughs> come on here, baby. We can do this, man. <laughs> Don't get me charged. Come on, CJ. He's going to get me charged, baby. Because I'm going to start spewing out positivity all over this. And, and, and man, I'm going to get excited. But, yes, it's a good thing. I understand your point. Trust me, I get it. And you're right. There are two sides to the coin. But it's the fact that we now have a coin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We have the coin now. We didn't have the coin before, and we have it now. I'll take that chance with Zach Levine. I really will. I li- dude, I, I, I like this optimism. I, I can always rely on yours, but when I'm thinking optimism, doubling down, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a nice feeling, man. I mean, <laughs> probably, probably because it's the off season, and I'm like, well, yeah. what can go wrong? <laughs> yeah i know this is the season it'll be it'll be a, i've seen that during the season it's a little different it's a I little mean, different man. the first time the first time i see a picture from you know like usa basketball's twitter account with like you know zach levine like chumming it up with kevin durant i'm like oh god zach's going to brooklyn <laughs> right. you know, like, i'm sure i'll start panicking but for now, get away from him <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think optimistically about it but it, it, it is very uh, a very good point and and absolutely needed to be addressed 
So I'm glad that people on Twitter and in our inbox were like, uh, hey, guys, wait, what about what if the other thing happens? Because yeah. it's it's certainly possible. But our hope, it is. our hope is that Zach could do some recruiting of his own and convince some people to come play here with yeah. him in Chicago. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for continuing to hit us up on that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Uh, appreciate all the kind words. For our former uh, host, Jordan, and our newcomer, Big Dave, um, hopefully we will continue to to keep you all tuned in. Um, anything else on your mind, hit us up, 331-979-1369. We'll be back soon with yet another episode. It's Locked On. It's your team every day. Thanks again to our sponsors for today's show, rockauto.com and Michelob Ultra. Uh, shout out again, Clee Capella. My God, what a shot. Uh, <laughs> my goodness my goodness for my co-host big dave watson who by the way check out the next upcoming episode of bow law bulls because they got shanowski a boy hey. coming on as their guest so look for that to drop in the near future for big dave i'm matt have a wonderful day bulls nation we'll talk to you soon see red be good peace out peace Dope, 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 dope. <laughs>